0: Welcome to Rama for Today. In talking about this, there's, there's many lessons here that we could learn. And I guess really that you could spend more time than I will on it. But right on the other hand, we will get the main lessons that are pertinent to us today. Now, first of all, you'll notice that this healing, again, is one of these that occurred on the Sabbath. It is an open and deliberate case of healing on the Sabbath day.
1: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Miracles of Healing, Volume 1, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message.
0: Hebrews, the 13th chapter, and the 8th verse, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he is the same today as he was yesterday, then he's still the healing Christ. If he is not Jesus, the healer today, then he's not the same today as he was yesterday. So that's one lie we've found in the Bible. But thank God he is the same, isn't he? Now if he's the same today, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. Then he'll deal with the sick today just like he did yesterday. When the sick come to him, he'll deal with them the same way. He'll answer them with the same answer today that he did then. Or else he's not the same. And so we're just going through the four Gospels, examining carefully and, and analyzing the individual cases of healing. Now you understand that the Bible talks about, we, we did look at, at a multitude being healed, but the Bible talks other time doesn't just say how many were there were, just spake they came unto him were healed. And goes on, you see. So it doesn't give us anything to analyze. But in these individual cases, as we read from the word of God, we can understand something about the case and uh, see what lessons they have for us today. So here in the fifth chapter of John's gospel, we've already noticed a number of cases. Uh, That is the healing of the nobleman's son, That was really the first miracle of healing. The first miracle that Jesus wrought was in the second chapter of John's gospel, turning the water into wine, you remember. But in the fourth chapter of John's gospel, the nobleman's son was healed, and the Bible said that this was the second miracle that he wrought. So evidently, this was the first person that was healed under the ministry of Jesus, and what's interesting about it was that it was not an instantaneous healing. It was a gradual healing. Yet it still calls it a miracle. It said from that hour he began to amend. You can read that in the fourth chapter. Then second healing was the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. And then third, as we mentioned, the healing of the multitude. Then fourth, the leper. And then uh, fifth, the, the paralytic or the man with palsy who was born by four men as they brought him, you know. the house and couldn't get in because of the multitude, took him upon the roof and let him down in the presence of Jesus. Now then today we're talking about the lame man at Bethesda. Here in the fifth chapter of John's Gospel. After this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole, of whatsoever disease he had. A certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, "Wilt thou be made whole? The important man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come on thee. And, uh, you know, that's very important. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come unto thee. In talking about this, there's, there's many lessons here that we could learn And I guess really that you could spend more time than I will on it. But right on the other hand, we will get the main lessons that are pertinent to us today. Now, first of all, you'll notice that this healing, again, is one of these that occurred on the Sabbath. It is an open and deliberate case of healing on the Sabbath day. It was purposefully designed that way to defy the ideas of men. See, religious people have religious ideas and they want God to work in the confines of their religious ideas or their religion. But he won't do it. Are you listening to me? And so, uh, Jesus healed this man on the Sabbath day. And one thing that it does picture to us is this fact that being done on the Sabbath he's endeavoring to establish the fact that the healing of the body is really as essential as any other part of his spiritual ministry. Now there's an underlying thought here whether you realize it or not. Now, I want you to get it. It's the reason why things don't work. See, the, the Sabbath day to the Jews, which was Saturday, that was the day that they kept. And uh, to them, you wasn't supposed to do any work. Now, you see, they thought that healing of the body is not a spiritual something. It's just something, you know, that should be put aside on some other day. Well, folks, that not that terrible? Now, I want to show you something else. People today carry the same thing. The service is all over. People stand around talking. They come up and ask me, would you pray for me? I say, no. <laughs> See, praying for the sick is just as holy as water. Baptism, you wouldn't run up to somebody after the service is over and said, would you serve me the Lord's Supper? After we had had service and had a water baptismal service and it's all over and we're dismissed and everybody's standing around talking, you wouldn't run up and say, would you baptize me? No, it should be done in the right manner. Are you listening to me? And then in a lot of times in, in the area of healing, I, I made mention in some of my classes before Brother Gordon Lindsay was telling me several years ago. He and some of the voice of healing ministers, two of the outstanding ministers, I was in Divorce of Healing, but was there in in London, England at a worldwide Pentecostal convention. All the Pentecostal denominations of the world were gathered together. Now, all of these Pentecostal denominations, you see, every single one of them believed in divine healing. Divine healing was one of the cardinal truths of their church. Yet in their convention, they made no provision whatsoever to have a healing service or to pray for the sick or anything in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But because Brother Lindsay was there from the voice of healing and two of the outstanding evangelists and because so many people made requests, well, in this Prince Albert Hall in London where 10,000 people were gathered, they finally said, well, so many people have requested, you know, that we have prayer for the sick or have a healing service. And so uh, after the service is dismissed tonight, you see, we're going to ask Brother Lindsay and Brother So and So and the other healing evangelists uh, to to stay and to minister to the sick. Brother Lindsay said, when the prayer of dismissal came, we just walked out and went to our hotel. You said, well, wasn't that irreverent? No, no. See, they'd already dismissed the service. By so doing, they're they're saying. Healing's not very important. It's not a part of the regular service. It's not a part of what God's really doing. See, he's doing spiritual things. He's not concerned about the physical things, you see. So we're tending to the spiritual matters, and we'll push it to one side off here in the corner to have a little healing service. I'd be the same way. I'd just walk right out on them. In fact, I have walked right out on people. That's the reason folks are not getting healed, because you grieve the Spirit of God in such services as that. prayer should be sacred. Healing should be sacred. The things of God should be sacred and not just lightly entered into. Can you say amen?
1: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the three-CD series from Kenneth W. Hagan, Discovering Jesus. Also in this package is the CD from Lynette Hagan entitled, Defeating Satan's Strategies Through Prayer. Last but not least is the book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, The Present Day Ministry of Jesus Christ. You can get all of this for the price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org.
0: Well, wow, honey, we are uh, spring enrollments coming really oh, yeah, soon. Yeah, yes, for right Raymond away. Bible Training College, yeah. and so we're now enrolling for that. You can apply online today at rbtc.org. Yep, just that, go there right now and and, and do it. Yes, right we enroll in January. My goodness, we this, start in January. Enroll now. Yeah, we enroll now. Yeah, we enroll we now. call it the spring enrollment.
1: Call one 888 Faith ninety nine. That's toll free. One eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, "Miracles of Healing, Volume One." That's tomorrow on Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.